The Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show contains travel deals, promotions, and offers that may be time-sensitive. All offers and information were accurate when the show aired. Travel deals and offers change constantly and are capacity-controlled and subject to change without notice. Explore your world. It's the Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show. Call or text the show now. 801-649-3700. 801-649-3700. And check out the podcast at InsideTravelTalk.com. And now, here are your hosts, Patrick Wiscom and Mark Faldmo. It is another edition of the Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show. Hi there, I'm Patrick Wiscom. Alongside Mark Faldmo, it's good to see you. It's good to be here. We have another exciting show coming up for listeners this week. We are going to take you to Maui. Now, that doesn't sound interesting just because of everything that's going on in the news. It's open. It is open, and more of it's going to open shortly. And we've got some deals to go to Maui. And uh, one of the things that I found interesting is uh, the Big Island. So those are just a couple of the stories that we're going to get to in this segment. We're not going to wait till the end of the show. We're going to talk Hawaii right now. But before we do, we've got some quick hit headlines. I don't know if you saw the story. There was a luxury cruise ship, (laughs) 206 passengers and crew that uh, were pulled free three days after running aground in Greenland. I did see that. That's some of those small ships. They're, you know, exploration adventure ships, and they go to some very unique places. They must not have timed the tides correctly and got stuck on the ground. Well, that's how they got them off, (laughs) is they had to time the tides again, and then they brought in another boat to basically kind of Pull them off whatever they were stuck on. Yep. So, (laughs) yep, that was an adventure cruise in Greenland, which there's some pretty interesting things you can do there. Lufthansa Airlines is expanding nonstop service between Germany and San Diego. I don't know why that struck me as odd. I don't think of a direct flight from (laughs) Germany to Berlin or Dusseldorf, San Diego to Germany. Is that a common thing? Well, a lot of those European carriers are trying to expand their service into the U.S., uh, Lufthansa has had a couple flights. They've flown from Denver for a few years. Salt Lake here, where we're based, we've got Air France and KLM, along with Delta, that fly internationally. So that's a, a pretty lucrative route. And so they really? try and find those where they don't have to connect anywhere to get to the country. So I don't know why Germany and San Diego just don't go together for yeah, me. They're pretty far apart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Carnival yeah. Cruise Line. This one was kind of fun. Now, I'm excited from the cruise that I'm going on here in a couple of weeks to Alaska. And uh, I think we've got some special deals that we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But uh, Carnival Cruise Lines is expanding the Family Feud live show <laughs> to more ships starting in 2024. <laughs> Cruise lines do a very good job with their entertainment. You know, a lot of them kind of copy these shows like Newlywed, Not So Newlywed, um, Family Feud, as Carnival is doing here, and they're hilarious. They, <laughs> they, they really, you know, get the um, passengers involved and you know some crew involved. It, it, it's a really good um, entertainment option. Airlines are scaling back. Flights to Hawaii, Maui specifically, uh, apparently the tourist numbers are really starting to nosedive. People are bailing out, and that's why we want to talk about Hawaii, because now's the time to go. Yeah, it definitely is the time to go. Maui has had 
you know, a really tough time since the fires in Lahaina. Most of the island was open, but people just took the whole island and canceled vacations, even to parts of the island that were open. These islands really rely on tourists, and so they're doing everything they can to keep tourists there, keep the trips planned. Um, You know, it's really important also for the rebuilding of Lahaina that tourists keep continuing to go to Maui because that is their livelihood, a lot of those people. And, you know, it's unfortunate because they were just pretty much getting recovered after COVID. And that must have been hard. devastating, COVID. Yeah. Pardon the uh, the way of phrasing this. It must have really taken out the island. It did. It took Tourist. out all of the islands. It was, you know, even when they opened back up, we had several groups mm-hmm. that we couldn't get buses for. All the bus drivers had left. Um, we couldn't get activities. We couldn't schedule group uh, restaurants. There are so many things that you couldn't do, and they are just you know getting out of that, almost getting up to full speed. And then on Maui, anyway, this the happens fires. and scared people away from visiting. You told me a little bit earlier that Maui is open and that they're opening West Maui in October. Now's the time to book your vacation to Maui. It definitely is. They closed West Maui down for a while, mm-hmm. um, but on October 8th is, oh, is, that when is, it is when they are planning on opening. The way that I understand Maui, there's the Lahaina part, you know, the stuff that just got absolutely torched. But really, it's kind of like Honolulu and Waikiki. You go down the, the street, it literally, what, just a little bit, you're in a different section of Maui, and that section is open already. Yep. So there's kind of really two main tourist areas of Maui. And there's Wailea, mm-hmm. which was not affected. It's several miles away from this that actually, because of traffic, usually takes 40 minutes or so to get in between there. Um, and then there's the Kanapali area. And there's some other smaller areas, but um, Wailea and Kanapali are the two main areas. And Kanapali has been an area that has been closed, and that's the area that is starting to open on October 8th. This is one of the things that's on Patrick's bucket list, Mark, is uh, the Big Island. First of all, I want to go to the Big Island. I've never been there, but uh, the volcano is erupting, and there's an observation area where you can actually watch the volcano erupt. I think that would be fascinating, both on the ground and in the air. The Big Island is one of my favorite islands to visit in Hawaii. I love driving around the island. I'm going to Volcano National Park, and right now in Kilauea, the uh, volcano is erupting right in the crater that you can see from the observation deck. So (laughs) you can stand up there and just watch the volcano erupt. Um, How far away are you? You're probably a mile or two. Oh, okay. It's not a violent eruption. You know, it's, you know, some lava fountains, things like that. But it's not, you know, like you think of a big... Boom, eruption. The picture that you were showing me, I'm like, man, those guys are right on the edge of the volcano. So that's about a mile away. Yeah, that's about a mile away. <laughs> and well, so, you know, but it it's, you know, one of the things on my list, as many times I've been to the Big Island, I've never seen it erupting from the ground. I have seen it from a helicopter, but we had to fly out towards going into the ocean to see the lava. Um, and that was like a half day hike into it if you wanted to see it. 
up close and personal. That sounds fantastic. Let's give listeners some prices to go from Salt Lake City to Maui. First of all, the best time to travel, I think price-wise, is typically that week or two after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So these are the first week of December, midweek travel. Um, Also keep in mind, prices are subject to change um, based on availability, and the airlines can change whenever they want, pretty much. Five-night package, staying at the four-star Outrigger Kanapali Beach Hotel is eleven thirty nine per person for five nights, and that's from Salt Lake. And then from Los Angeles, it's nine seventy nine. That's a pretty good price, especially for a four star. And um, we usually see that up in the thirteen fourteen hundred dollars from Salt Lake. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to take your phone calls. You can call us here in the studio. We will help you plan your trip, your next trip. But you've got to call us here in the studio. You can call or text. It's the same number, 801-649-3700, 801-649-3700. We want to help you plan your vacation. When we come back, we're going to talk about cruises. We're going to talk about what cruising companies do if there's a massive hurricane and there's one going on near Bahama right now. And we'll also talk about the night owl fares. Sounds ominous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back. The Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show with Mark Faldwell, Patrick Wiscom. Thank you so much for being part of the show. We will be right back. Taking you to destinations around the world. You're listening to the Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show. Call or text the show right now. 801-649-3700. 801-649-3700. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show. Call or text the show right now. 801-649-3700. 801-649-3700. And check out the podcast at InsideTravelTalk.com. Here's Patrick Wiscom and Mark Faldmo. Thank you so much for allowing us to be part of your day. My name is Patrick Wiscom alongside Mark Faldmo. Coming up in this segment, we're going to talk about Princess Cruises. We're also going to talk about hurricane season, how cruise lines deal with delays and Mark, I know one of your favorite places to go on this entire planet is Cancun. I love Cancun. We've got some good deals to Cancun right now. We do. I found this kind of interesting that Princess Cruises, now I know that they're not the only ship, but uh, Princess Cruises has altered its itinerary of uh, one of their ships sailing near Bermuda because of Hurricane Lee right now. I have two questions for you. When is hurricane season? And probably more importantly, how do cruise lines deal with delays like this when they just have to go around the weather? Well, hurricane season is June through the end of November. Does it really go that long? It goes that long. However, the peak times when hurricane season is most active is the month of September. And that's when conditions are perfect. Um, But you can see hurricanes in June and into November, but September is probably the most active month typically for hurricanes. 
How many hurricanes are average during a season? Average. And there's only about 10. Yeah. But you would think that there was 100 based on the reporting around Based them. on how the reporting is. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, and, you know, actually we're in a lower cycle for hurricanes than we were 20 years ago. Hmm. Um, the 70s and 80s had a lot more active hurricanes. Now, we are seeing more powerful hurricanes because the one thing, you know, hurricanes feed off of the warm water, and as a hurricane goes through, it sucks the heat out of the water. And so if there are less hurricanes, the water is typically warmer and the hurricanes are stronger. Have you ever been through a hurricane, like as it makes landfall? I have. I've been right through the eye. Um, have you really? Yes. It was a Category 1. It was in Cancun, which wow. we'll talk about a little bit later. Pretty interesting. And we can talk about that story on another podcast because it was pretty fun. Windy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How do cruise lines deal with delays? The ship's trying to part and end the cruise on the same day. Sure. They don't like to delay cruises. In this particular one with Hurricane Lee, a lot of cruise lines in Bermuda have had to come back a day late leave a day late or That's not you know, something like that, which is not good. Um, but typically they try and stick with their scheduled departure and arrival time, and then they may change ports. Um, so you may go to different ports. Um, they may spend extra time at sea. They really try and accommodate the best they can. You know, sometimes you might be doing an Eastern Caribbean and they might go to more Western Caribbean ports because typically they can you know, kind of sail around the outskirts or avoid the hurricane entirely. I have a another interesting, not really a hurricane story, but I was sailing from San Juan to New York and there was a nor'easter. And the, the captain said, well, we're just going to slow down and we're going to tuck in behind it. Oh, really? And then the nor'easter stalled. And oh. We sailed right into it. And <laughs> it, was, it was on the Queen Mary 2, which was the largest cruise ship at, yeah. at that time. And the captain, we had a dinner with him it was a, for a travel agent function I was on. He said, in all my 40 years, I've never been in this bad of seas. That's they, saying a lot. They actually closed the elevators and they made people scoot down the stairs. You couldn't walk down the stairs. You had to scoot down the stairs just for safety. Really? I loved it. Well, I bet, I bet it was take out the Dramamine. Yes, yeah. it was very interesting. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about Cancun. Now we've talked about it on previous shows. You found some pretty great deals. Fall is a great time to go to Cancun. You usually get pretty good prices. You do have to keep in mind September, October, into November is also hurricane season. Yeah. You know that we just talked about. So there are some options. You know some possibilities that you might be affected um, by that. Now might be a good time to talk about my hurricane experience because it was quite amazing. I'll just keep it brief here. Um, the hotel asked us to be in our rooms. Um, they moved people from the top floors down. Why is it for sway? Just because of the wind. The oh, really? wind is higher up there. Then they brought us food. They asked us to stay in our rooms at a certain time. Now this was a category one. They have different protocols for the different severities. And then the next day, they call your room and say, okay, you can come out now. And it was amazing. They had crews out, and they had the whole property cleaned up by noon. Are you serious? And so it was back to normal. You wouldn't even have hardly known a hurricane went through. A little more humid after it goes through, or is it like, eh, okay, it's it just is. calm the, now? You know, and the humidity in the fall is always a little bit worse. 
I know that you and I are going with our wives coming up here uh, yeah, fairly soon. Let's give listeners some of the uh, Salt Lake to Cancun. Uh, Frontier Airlines has some kind of an offer that we want to share with listeners. Yeah, so this one, typically I don't recommend Frontier Airlines. And I'll give you a comparison, another airline in Frontier. And this one is just such a good deal mm -hmm. that we had to include it this time. So round trip air from Salt Lake, five nights hotel at the four-star all-inclusive Blue Bay Grand Esmeralda, including transfers from the airport to the hotel, is $709 per person. That um, is good. That is, I haven't seen it that low. No. Um, almost even in the height of covid when they first started, I don't think airfares were or package prices were that low. Wow, seven oh nine. Okay, Southwest Airlines for the same Blue Bay Grand Esmeralda um, was is ten fifty nine per person. You know there are some trade offs on Frontier. Mm -hmm. They charge for bags both underneath and um, in the cabin. You know they're a little bare bones, and then you have to add on everything to get to what you need. I like the Blue Bay Grand Esmeralda. It's it's been a pretty good, reliable property. You know, again, a four star to those all inclusives anywhere in Mexico. I recommend a four star or higher. Um, I've stayed in some pretty good three stars, but I four star or higher, especially if you're new to the area. I would say you, you want to stick with a four star or higher. One of my favorite resorts there is the Azul Beach Resort, and this. Again, you know, same dates, kind of that first week in December, thirteen twenty nine per person, uh, round trip airfare, five nights all inclusive, and the transfers uh, round trip from the airport to the hotel. I like this hotel because it's a very good family hotel. They're they're really geared towards families. In fact, they're one of the few hotels that had have guaranteed connecting um, rooms. You know, a lot of places you can request it, but it's not guaranteed. And they will guarantee you a connecting room for larger families. We've had to do that a time or two when uh, 10 of us go. Yes. What is an all-inclusive resort? And generally speaking, what does it include? So an all-inclusive resort is going to include all of your food, um, all of your drinks, um, you know, both soft drinks and alcohol. And they also include non-motorized water sports. So like if they have paddle boards or snorkel equipment, and it varies by where you're at in Mexico, typically, um, what that includes, you know, but they, you know, you could go to an all-inclusive resort and not spend another dime. So you could take these package prices and you could have all of your food, all of your drinks. You know, now some all-inclusive resorts will have premium restaurants where they'll either charge a surcharge for them or... They'll limit the number of nights that you can go there um, in a week. So, you know, but most of them, everything is there. Everything is included. I like all-inclusive resorts. You just pay once for the most part. You just pay once. By the way, the, the one thing that I do recommend, just because it's me, motorized sports. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to come back and be in pain after yes. a vacation. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's just uh, let's take the motorized stuff. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we are going to take your phone calls. You can call us here in the studio. You can also text us. If you just need airfare to a specific location, maybe it's to a place that we're not even talking about, you can call us right now. We'll take your calls. We'll take your texts. 801-649-3700. 801-649-3700. 
And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the night owl fares, New York to Boston. They're trying to uh, fill up the, the Amtrak trains. Yeah. You may want to just fly to New York and take the train. This one was actually pretty impressive. More of the Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show alongside Mark Faldmo. My name is Patrick Wiscom. Thank you so much for being part of the show. We will be right back. You're listening to the Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show with Patrick Wiscom and Mark Faldmo. Call or text the show now. 801-649-3700. That's 801-649-3700. And check out the podcast at InsideTravelTalk.com. We'll be right back. The Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show contains travel deals, promotions, and offers that may be time-sensitive. All offers and information were accurate when the show aired. Travel deals and offers change constantly and are capacity-controlled and subject to change without notice. This is the Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show. Call or text the show right now. 801-649-3700. 801-649-3700. And now, here are your hosts, Patrick Wiscom and Mark Faldmo. Wherever you are listening, thank you for making us part of your day. This is the Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show. Alongside Mark Faldmo, my name is Patrick Wiscom. As we were headed into the break, I was talking about the night owl fares on Amtrak. Now, I'm not a big train guy, just not, but it was kind of hard not to, I don't know, eh, maybe we should take a look at this. Yeah, it's that's worth talking about. I, I particularly, I love trains. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I'm never running on a passenger train, but I love trains. <laughs> Amtrak is unveiling their night owl fares from New York to Boston. So this might be a good reason just to fly from Salt Lake to Boston. <laughs> I'm sorry, Salt Lake to New York is uh, to do this. The night fares, now Amtrak is defining night fares as 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And the fares range from $5 to $20 per person, which is just astonishing to me. That's a pretty great price to get between New York and Boston. Over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about 21 destinations everyone should visit in their lifetime. We're going to take our time doing this in detail, but one of the first places that we wanted to talk about, which is why we were talking about these Amtrak fares, New York to Boston, was, of course, New York City. Now, I used to live in New York City. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. I love New York City. Me too. It (laughs) is one of the greatest places, one of the greatest cities on earth. Regardless of politics, New York City is one of the coolest places on this planet. It definitely is. You know, in New York, there's your typical stuff. Uh, Statue of Liberty, Empire State Building, Brooklyn Bridge. If you've never ridden a subway in New York City, awesome. It is. You got to go do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to have a tour I did. All my friends said it's the... Mark Faldmo death march through New York City. <laughs> and, and you'd take the subway and walk and just see all the places, you know, from Chinatown, Little Italy, um, eat at some pretty good places along the way, Central Park. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so much to do there. And then if you're a Broadway fan, even if you're not a Broadway fan, I think are 
Broadway show is pretty interesting to go to and see. I saw Phantom of the Opera. I got what they called partially obstructed seats. They were fine. Uh-huh. It was cheap too, like 10 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, this is partially obstructed. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> we were so close you could see the uh, the actors spitting. Well, that's pretty good. It, not very <laughs> conducive during COVID times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So New York City also has some great food spots. Now, I don't know if you have any, um, but actually one of my favorite places of all time to eat is there. It's called the Burger Joint. Where's that? Um, the Burger Joint is in, um, it used to be the Intercontinental Hotel, which is now the Thompson Hotel. Yeah. Okay. The story behind it is the landowners would not sell. They want to keep their burger place. So the developer built this five-star hotel around this uh, burger joint. It's called the burger joint. Really? And so you go into the lobby and there's big curtains that, you know, just kind of separate that burger place from the The hotel. So you kind of have to go back behind the curtain. And it's (laughs) a great little burger joint. It's, uh, you know, (laughs) it's small and they have... Like old tube TVs set up on the oh, that, wow. that don't work anymore, yeah. and just you know, it, it, it's a, a dive burger restaurant, but well worth the visit. There's the touristy things we, we were talking about. You know, the Statue of Liberty done that Empire State Building, absolutely. Brooklyn Bridge, yes. The Broadway shows, which you mentioned, I think sometimes the best things to do and experience in New York is just walk. Yes, with no plan. And just go see everything. Yes, yeah, just walk around. You know, even the touristy area of Times Square. There's some pretty interesting things around there. And then just off of Times Square, yeah, there, it's very interesting. Or to take a stroll through Central Park is amazing. There's a lake on the north end of that park. I used to run around that park, or excuse me, well, I used to run around the park, but I used to run around the lake on the north end of that park. Uh-huh. Uh, I used to live on 83rd in Amsterdam. And uh, Strawberry Fields, we're talking about John Lennon, the Dakota. Uh The building was right there. There's a little spot in Central Park called Strawberry Fields right across the street, or real close anyway. Yeah. Awesome. It is the greatest city in the world. I will always treasure that time in New York City. Yeah. You know, and then again, one other thing in New York City, Mm -hmm. a lot of cruises leave from the downtown area. Some don't. Some leave from Brooklyn. Some leave from New Jersey. But if you get on a cruise ship that leaves from New York... That would be... Is it mostly the west side? The west side of the island? It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so sailing past the Statue of Liberty mm. is an amazing thing to do as well. So that kind of ties in New York City to this and cruises. I don't remember seeing any cruise lines, big ships going down the Hudson. They leave from... Um, it's where now the Enterprise is at. Um, okay. the museum. So yeah. I think it's on about 58th street mm-hmm. or so. And then that's where the cruise ship here is. It's such a special place. I didn't know that we were really going to get this in depth and I didn't know this much emotion was going to come out of me <laughs> yeah. about New York city. It really is spectacular. $248 on Delta or JetBlue from Salt Lake city. We've got other rates from other cities, but, uh, we don't have them up right now. And you can take a late night train up to Boston and yes, see and you all go see, of Boston, which is amazing too. Are you a baseball fan? I love baseball. I am too. Love my Yankees. I used to live about 
five blocks away from Yankee Stadium. I guess it would be the old Yankee Stadium old now. Day, yeah. If you're a baseball person, go. I was going to say go out to Shea. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Shea Stadium doesn't exist. City Field. City Field. Mm-hmm. The best Italian sausage I've ever had was in Shea Stadium. What makes a good Italian sausage? Is it just the spices? The, I, I, I would say the spices. I've had a hard time finding anything that matches that. I'm sure there is because that's baseball stadium food. What's your favorite so, pizza? In New York, I haven't had a lot of pizzas. I've In Little Italy, mm-hmm. I've had some really good pizzas down there. You know, one of my favorite movies is Elf. So I guess <laughs> Ray's on 33rd is the... Oh, I've, really? I've never been there, but that line from Elf. Just, <laughs> so I'm telling you, listeners, please go to New York City. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't realize that we had run a little long talking about New York City. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about Petra. We're going to Petra next in the next segment. Thank you so much for being part of the show. My name is Patrick Wiscombe alongside Mark Faldmo. You are listening to the Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show. We will be right back. Explore your world. You're listening to the Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show with Patrick Wiscombe and Mark Faldmo. Call or text the show now, 801-649-3700. That's 801-649-3700. And check out the podcast at InsideTravelTalk.com. We'll be right back. help you plan and book your next vacation yeah really you're listening to the inside travel talk podcast and radio show call or text the show now 801-649-3700 801-649-3700 and now here's patrick wiscom and mark faldmo you know one of the great joys of my life Getting to sit here in the studio with you, Mark, and just talk travel, help people plan their lives, and yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, I love to talk travel. I love to explore the world and help people explore the world. Hence the tagline for the company, Explore Your World. Yep. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Final segment on for this episode of the show I'm going to give you a, uh, you love the movie Elf, and I think uh, I think you were talking about Ray's Pizza, and then you realized that you said the wrong place. I did. It's that exact quote is, there are like 30 Ray's Pizza, but the one on 11th is the best. And I think you so, said 33rd. I said 33rd, but it's <laughs> getting my numbers mixed up, so... You know what? I'm so excited to go Alaska. This is coming up here in about uh, two weeks or so. Very, very excited. Alaska is amazing. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Okay. How many, I'm not sure if you really know the answer to this. How many ships are in the Norwegian or NCL fleet? Do you know? There are 19. You really did know that? Yep. I 
How did you I, know that? Well, I love cruising. I know lots about lots of cruise lines and lots of random facts like that. I thought I was going to stump you. Here's something you won't see coming either, then. I know that on cruise ships, you can have butlers. Have you ever had a cruise butler? I have. Um, oh, cool. I've had a butler, you know, a lot of cruise lines in their suite categories. Um, some like Norwegian has an area called the Haven and it's a separate key to access area and you have your own butler and concierge. Uh, it, it is a great experience to have the help of those. I, one time my father and I were cruising from London to New York and How many days did that take? That was 12 days. Oh, so um, it's a long ride. It, it is, yeah. So we, we went up to the Shetland Islands and to Iceland and a couple stops in Canada um, coming down. But I remember, this is a while back, so they had DVD players in the cabin. And <laughs> we, we just kept giving our list to the butler, and he'd show up with our movie list for the night. Are you serious? Yeah. And so. How much time did you spend on the deck? Or not the deck, but maybe, well, I guess your private deck. Yeah, on the balcony. Yeah. On that particular cruise, not a lot because it was fairly cool. Oh, okay. Um, but I love cruising in balconies. And, you know, I'm kind of a workaholic, so I'll just take my computer out, get my work done out on the deck with a great view. I love it. We are continuing this portion of the show where we talk about 21 destinations everyone should visit during their life. And we're going to spend the next few weeks just talking about some of these areas. But one of your favorite areas, which I did not see coming, Petra. Yeah. Petra, Jordan. Petra in Jordan. It's always been a place I wanted to visit since Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Really? Um, and when I actually got to go there, mm -hmm. it was to go see, you know, most people know the Treasury Building. Uh, which is the one on Indiana Jones, all the you know buildings cut out of the sandstone there. Oh, is that um, in Petra? That is Petra. Um, I did not know that. But the whole city, there's many more buildings just all carved into the side of the mountain. Not as grand as that particular building. Um, it's just amazing. Um, and it was kind of a crossroads there of the Middle East. It was protected because it's kind of down in a valley mm -hmm. but the only way to get there is to go through a small ravine and that's mm -hmm. about a two mile walk down the, the, the canyon of the, the crescent moon yep so it is you know just amazing and you're walking 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 and then all of a sudden you open up and right to the treasury building and it's amazing i thought that was a set like a movie set i didn't know that it was an actual place yeah, no, Do you think that, that they really did film there? I don't I, know. They they probably did. Yeah. I mean, there was probably at least some we're stock footage they used from there. Okay, so. so we're talking about Sean Connery. Spoiler alert. Sean Connery does come back to life. Yes. Well, I guess he was suffering, wasn't <laughs> so, he? Yeah. And actually, the, you know, the movie is a little deceiving because that building only goes back about 10 yards. Oh, there's is that no, all? There's nothing past that facade. Really? So, yeah. so there's nothing. So talk about movies. I, I just ruined that for you. Yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Well, so, I guess we'll go home now. You know, but you, you go down there. Um, you know, it is a downhill walk, which means you're walking uphill on the way back. You can hire carriages to take you down. Mm -hmm. um, you can do. And then once you get there to go to other places, you can take camels. You can hire a camel to take you around to other places in Petra. But it, you know, just how that whole place is set up. 
is amazing. Um, Jordan, just the country of Jordan was totally different than, you know, kind of what I expected. We went to a place um, in the Wadi Rum Desert where a lot of movies are also filmed in the uh, Wadi Rum Desert. Mm -hmm. We went to a Bedouin camp. We had a lunch or a, a dinner there, I'm sorry. And then they said, okay, it's time to go out and watch the sunset. We walked out on the desert and it's just a complete desert scape. There's a guy playing a white ground piano as the sun sets. And oh my word. It was an amazing experience. And so, you know, Petra and Jordan, there's a lot of interesting things to do. You know, our tour of the Wadi Rum Desert was fascinating. You know, you think of some of those, the movies that are in desert scapes, a lot of them are in that Wadi Rum Desert. See, this is when I think this podcast and radio show are at its best. When you talk about your experiences it just makes it like i i've had no desire to go to petra now i want to go to petra it's amazing a few weeks before i was there uh, the rock was there shooting a film you know driving down the road from amon jordan to petra you know all of a sudden there's camels on the side of the road and you know just <laughs> interesting things like that that i thought would never happen to me but it was an amazing destination all right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Inside Travel Talk podcast and radio show. You know one of the things that you do really well? What's that? You put a smile on people's faces. You put a smile on my face when you were talking about Petra. Yeah. We can put that on the to-do list, right? For we sure. We can, definitely. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take you up on that. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Remember, you could pick up the uh, podcast on uh, InsideTravelTalk.com. We will continue talking about the 21 destinations around the world. Remember, take the time to explore your world. Have a great week, everyone.